Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the podcast called Why Does This Thing Exist? Podcast. Look all that? Absolutely. Me and Dean, my good friend, we are here now in London, coming to you live from London, the centre of the beast. <laughs> Funny. I've never heard it called that, but now I shall never call it anything else. <laughs> We've had a horror show recently. We have. we have. I've just paid five pounds for a bag of nuts. It did. smell and taste like egg. It's disgusting. We think you could have bought eggs a lot cheaper. That's the most part. Yeah. I wanted eggs, Dean. I would have bought eggs. Exactly. Needs have them conveyed to me in nut form. No, I, I know London is a melting pot of all different cultures, but I think when nuts taste like eggs, I think it's gone too far. It's gone too far, dude. Yeah, exactly. The Britain is full. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's been late in the evening where we are, listeners. Uh, we've uh, we, we, we've imbibed some some beverages. We've had a full day out, and I think I've uh, I've got heat stroke. <laughs> you might do actually. I can't run it out. It was a lengthy period of time, Dean, where he was wearing a jacket today. Yeah. Oh, that had to be a bad decision, didn't it? Yeah, well, you know, they say, I kept it on because I wouldn't feel the benefit when I went outside. <laughs> Even though outside was half done and inside. <laughs> and I realised my childhood lessons were not applicable in this situation. Back when I was a kid, the climate wasn't absolutely banjaxed. <laughs> now it is. So, no, I could be, it's because I had... Um, my portable charger in my pocket, my phone's battery is a bit unreliable. But for some reason, carrying around in my hand felt like em- embarrassing. But <laughs> walking around in a black jacket, sweating my absolute bollocks off, that that was dignity personified. That was. <laughs> he did look dignified, wasn't it? He really did. <laughs> dignified and <Yeah>. sweating. <laughs> well, the other thing you have note from today was where we arrived at the tomb station, like Cash and Tame, and then. Like a flood of like twenty to thirty young children ran at us because <laughs> they were trying to get on the train first, and, and Dean panicked and started swinging. <laughs> I wasn't sort of acting for the hit children, but I was sort of like, "What's happening?" <laughs> I was flailing, <laughs> you know, like, like you know, if you just happen to wander into a, a, a swarm of wasps, you just start swinging your arms up for the best, <laughs> and that's what happened there. But I think the better part was previous to this because. I've been in London for, this is my second day here now, it's Simon's first day. I was here yesterday to do a talk at the Royal College of Psychiatrists, because I'm you know, I'm a credible person, it turns out. Um, now, I have the you know, the flat we're in, uh, we rent it, and Simon's going to join me today. Plan was for Simon to join me at, uh, you know, between 1 and 2 p.m. We'd uh, have a chill, maybe do some recording, and then go to the uh, the show which he planned to go to, a chart music podcast we're going in live, excellent show, I'll say all that. There's nothing, nothing, nothing to complain about there, but um, because of traffic you were quite delayed now i thought oh see this is what happens when you try to drive to london lunchtime into central london that's gonna be t- no no nothing to do with london it was newport <laughs> which if you're from wales you know that is textbook but also <laughs> infuriating that a tiny city on the way to nine miles from cardiff could cause more delays in central london but because uh, uh, i was like uh, it was kind of coming on the wire i got to get from cameron to king's cross i said right He's not here. I'm going to go to Camden myself. I just, I'm, I'm him there. I'll message him. But he's not responding. And I was just so frantically pacing towards the Camden tube station that I said, like, "Here we go, mate." There's someone asking me for money. I was like, "Normally I'd be fine, but no, get out of my way, get out of my way. 
Taurus. <laughs> so I kept the I said, I was like, oh, this guy asked me for money or asked me for directions. I'm going to twat him now. Like, I have good time. And it actually was Simon. <laughs> I almost decked him for not being him. <laughs> I flagged him down. I said, Dean, Dean. And then he looked at me, and it was a good, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, she had terror and anger on his face. Yeah. I, said, I haven't got time for this. i got to meet Simon. <laughs> so you are Simon. <laughs> this is a mental gear change I was not expecting to have to do at this point. Oh, what has happened on the lovely day I've seen? We went to Wendy's. Yes. Now, you told me that, um, now, I know Wendy's is a fast food chain in America. Apparently, they have in this country now as well. I'll give you a full rundown review, listeners. The burgers were good, actually, weren't they, Dean? No, the food, actually, I can't complain about it. It was all right. It was, no, it was decent. It was decent. It was just everything that surrounded it. I ordered a bowl of chili, listeners. They give me absolutely no influence to drink it with. Yeah. Or you could drink, drink it with. You yeah. Could drink it with. Yeah. <laughs> I could have drunk it. I could have just poured it on my neck, yeah. steaming off beans. <laughs> yeah, beans. Rolling down Ground the beef. Just the yeah. rolling in your face at this time. Yeah, it wasn't the best. No. And then, um, of course, as is my want, I needed to use the toilet, didn't I? I've got to say, this is probably one of the worst kept public facilities I have ever encountered. Now, I'll say this because you showed me a photo of the toilet he used. This was the second toilet because the other one was worse. That's right. And But he said, the photo doesn't do it justice. And even the photo you showed me almost vomited <laughs> just when looking <laughs> at it. I know, I, I am sensitive to... Um, Bowel-related content. <laughs> I've always been a bit over- overreactive to that, but uh, but yeah, that that was unacceptable. Yeah, it was like a murder scene, but if someone bled shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, from what you showed me, yeah, that 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 is very much what it was, and that's not good. Not, no. not good. Well, that's London reviewed. I've never been there. Then that's that. Oh, um, but after that, of course, he went. Uh, we, we thought we'd do, do a few pubs on the way back. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, right, that's, right, that's right. And we went to uh, a famous film pub, uh, the, the World's End, which um, it seemed, everything about it seemed actually designed to want to make us leave. Yeah. <laughs> which struck me as a bad choice for a pub. It was full, so obviously it works. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I don't think that's really how a pub should work. No. Now, piercing volume in there. Yeah, it, it's a metal pub. I didn't know that before. But I, I, it was on. T, it was on a film, so I thought, oh, it must be tourist friendly. I, I wouldn't say it is. I think it's no. more uh, niche than that. We got in there. We found a table. We sat down, and there was a half drunk pint of beer on the table. Yeah. So we assumed that that has been left. Hmm. He went off the toilet. I was sitting there, bouncing around on my phone. The guy comes over and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I was sitting here." I was like, "All right, fine, yeah." You can take it back. That's yeah, And then we noticed the guy within less than two minutes got up and wandered off again. You, yeah. In my mind, you shouldn't be able to control the tables like that. No, but also you're either sitting down, yeah. or you're not. Also, we got we got there. You had half of it's a table of four people, less than half a pint of beer. We were just covered in a sort of little bit of a leaf or something. Yeah. Oh, you can carry that with him at any point. I guess you wanted that yeah. table. But yeah, yeah. it's a busy pub. It's full. It's full of like metal people. As in people who like metal. Not, 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 <laughs> what? not, not, it's, it's not a robot pub. Yeah, I would go to a robot pub. Oh, yes. But yeah, so we end up going upstairs. The, up the, you know, there's an upper platform. There's a little spiral staircase. Seems to be the only entrance and exit to that place, which strikes me as a massive violation of health and safety. But yep. hey, maybe it's a listed building. Maybe we can't. But 
We're up there. The music is absolutely banging, and it's really hot and sweaty, and we can't hear each other talking. It serves none of the functions of a pub, as far as I can see. No. I wouldn't recommend it, listener. If you're like us. I mean, if you are someone likes that sort of thing, well, feel free. If you are someone who loves hot, sweaty places, which don't serve the function of a pub. Yeah. But 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 also you want to be in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> Ostensibly, that's... That's that's your lookout, I guess. Um, but <laughs> I'm more power to you. Yeah. Ah, uh, God. What else are we going to say about a London trip? Well, I've um, I've a bit longer than you have here, so I've seen a few things which are. I, I was looking at things which are like, oh, that's classic London. You don't get that in. Well, we don't get it in Cardiff, but we get anywhere else. Mm. On the tube, there was uh, it's a series of adverts now. And listeners, if you are from London, you might be able to correct me on what this is. So. Things like a vanishing, is it like, oh, this offer is going faster than going faster than, or that sort of, and a comparison. One of which said, going faster than your oat milk when your when your flatmate gets home. Well, now, is, is that a sort of, is that common enough to be a cliche? I seem like such a sort of very London comment to make. It says a lot about the poor health of the Londoner, if that's the case there, where they've all got to have lot or they've got to get that oat milk. Loat. That's how we call them nowadays. Is it? Okay. London oats, yeah. <laughs> Can they grow stuff here or is it imported? London. Yeah. It's all imported. They don't grow nothing here. The soil is barren, dude. They just grow despair. Yeah. <laughs> despair. And yeah. inequality. Boo. I love London. It's nice. Well, I don't, but you know, it's, it's just a big place. Oh, we did see London's only flower. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Like you could say to us, London's only flower. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of call foul and say I'm not sure you can back that up with the hard evidence. But we saw a flower in uh, next to Camden Garden. <laughs> I'm sure there's nothing else in there. Nothing. In Just that. nothing but brambles. <laughs> brambles and abandoned trolleys from that street. Just went after smoking a fag. <laughs> that thing was like, I got this trolley. I'll go back in there. <laughs> Throw all this fence and hope for the best. <laughs> The yeah, another thing I saw, um, now, I've noticed this quite a few times come back to London, and it's not a good or a bad thing, but it's, an, you know, it's, a, it's a thing which I'm sort of, hmm, tinged talking about. I know the London Theatre District is obviously a big part of the capital and the culture and everything, mm. and there's been loads of new shows and all that sort of stuff, but I'm not just quite a while now, like, there's been a huge run of musicals based on just well-known films. Right. Rather than sort of creating a whole new product, which I can understand because obviously, if you this new musical is about a thing you never heard of, and or this new musical is about a very well established property, which you can you know you can recognize and relate to, and also there's music now as well. Right. It's been going for a long time. There was Shrek the musical, there was um, Sister Act musical, obviously, a friend of mine who was involved with uh, Matilda, of course, as a, a very successful one. Dan Thomas, yes, Dan Thomas as well, of course, he, he loves it. Um, I think there was only Fools of Horse musical as well, or something like that, or at least a stage show. Yeah, but there's loads of, like, you know, Mamma Mia, of course, is a classic, you know, it became a film and stuff. So, loads of, basically, films have become... Oh, you've seen the Adam's Hard musical itself twice. Yes. Yeah, uh, which, again, it's, it's fine, but I think, you know, it's, it's a sign of the times that, you know, like, people don't want to take a chance on anything new anymore, just have something they relate to. But, yes. you know, people need to, you know, eat and people need to live and need to work. So, fair enough. But, People need to eat. Let's go and see Anne of the Family in the musical. Yeah. Well, what, what was your excuse to see then? <laughs> what? <laughs> but I was, I have no excuse. <laughs> I was walking up to the two stations there. So the next one I've seen is 
Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical. Wow. I thought, oh, that, oh, come on. That, that, that is a film which is psychologically terrifying if you think of it for more than two seconds. The community of the musical sounds like a, a t- terrible idea all around because the premise itself was like, well, it's okay that at the time, oh, that's all funny and fine. But even with modern sensibilities, it's genuinely quite upsetting. Yeah. But also, you no. Know, the main actor that, Robin Williams, died tragically. <laughs> so so to make the whole musical about his, you know, uh, one of his, I guess, most famous performances, which was deep problematic, I don't know, that seems like a bad idea. <laughs> What's your stance on the whole converting things into musicals? Or? Uh, yeah, you're right. I would like to see the list, um, the Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical, I haven't seen the film for ages, but I remember it being quite... Uh, we all liked it. We did. I, mean, I liked it too, but I remember seeing it before I had my psychiatrist, psychologist, new scientist head on. Yeah. And in height, it's actually really quite terrifying because this is a man who clearly disrespects his wife immensely. That's <laughs> right. Like she's the wage owner. She like, keeps the family afloat. And he's just like... Don't say a waster. But also the film starts with him... Doing a voiceover for animation in real time, <laughs> which, which isn't a thing that happens. Like, you know. <laughs> that that is awesome. Creating cartoons in real time. Yeah. Well, the, the, they showed the, the the cartoon was made, and they start voicing it there and then. Right. And start ad libbing. <laughs> you can't do with animation. Yeah, you can't do that. No. <laughs> and he quits. So like, uh, he, 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 his son's birthday. Like he's got three kids: the older daughter, middle child, middle son, and younger daughter. It's on the birthday. So mom said we can't have a party because I'm like, we can't afford it or something. We haven't got time. Then mom's not going to be home for hours. He, pulls, he throws a full, massive, like, streetwide bash. Right. Then destroys the, the neighbor's house as a result of it. And she turns up with a cake. He's like, oh, you ruin everything you do. He's having to go at her. <laughs> He's done something wrong. So, yeah, so they two want to divorce. How do you feel? Like, it's just totally right. <laughs> He's been a dick constantly. <laughs> He's been what they call. The Disney dad phenomenon. Have you heard of that one? No. When parents get divorced, um, you know, it's you know, often the father like who's who's done something wrong, therefore the divorce happens. So when he it's just of the kids, he does nothing but fun stuff. Because like right. yes, yes, yes. He gets weekends, mum gets five days a week, just to do all the homework and the school and Yeah, yeah, discipline. Yeah, and he has right. all the fun yeah. stuff. So Disney dad, like going to Disneyland, dad's house, he's the best one. Yeah. Yeah, long term doesn't work, but regardless, he's doing the full Disney dad thing. And then, because like oh, she's trying to work and sustain a family of like three, because he's left now. She hires a nanny, and he sabotages her efforts, and then gets dressed up in a full old lady costume to to impersonate a nanny and be with his kids, even though they don't think it's him. <laughs> this is terrifying. What's wrong with you? How is this allowed? <laughs> you, the judge at the end says like you know, what he says. I need my children, Your Honor. I just love them so much. It's, I think uh, this is a uh, performance for a gifted actor, you know, not to Williams, that um, I can't trust you, which is exactly the right decision. Like, you clearly can't be trusted. You sabotage your own family as a hang on your kids in drag. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just like, wait, wait, where's the music? <laughs> Traumatizing my kids. Yeah, traumatizing my kids. It's terminal. We know what I'm going to do. Maybe like there's just an hour of him running around with his tits on fire. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a key scene, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, and the bus driver falling in love with it. 
<laughs> that does happen though. Yeah, always happens. He's going to see the bus driver just bumps. <laughs> He's going to see characters. They are the horniest humans alive, bus drivers. That's why they're going to stay in that bus. <laughs> yeah. Tears drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, that's why not give money anymore. He's just got to sort of. You can't even touch their hands. You can't, you you can't touch them. Yeah. You touch them, they will erupt. <laughs> But yeah, so I did a mistake the musical. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not sure where this is going, but I don't like it. No, no, it's it's one I'd like to see, but it's not what I would like to be a backer of. Yes, okay. I, 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 more curiosity. I think I want to see. It's going to be a colossal failure. It's got to be, isn't it? Because either that or it's going to be the biggest rock and roll time. One or the other, isn't it? Does he have a Fathers for Justice theme through it? Yeah, to a certain extent. It's the weird thing about the film. They dress up as well. Yeah, actually, like, I'm, yeah, I'm for, I, I missed out if I was a superhero, like MD or <laughs> Brits. Like, yeah, that would maybe. Flaming tit. Just climb a big bit. When the sheet written, come back to me, Karen. <laughs> just play with it. Just catch your airplanes out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. With a woman in your hands. Yes. Oh, no, wait, this is a different film. <laughs> shot down. <laughs> I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm getting my hairy men mixed up. King Kong and Robin Williams. Yeah. Robin was a notoriously hairy man, though. That was, it was a Simpsons joke. He said, don't go, it's very sunny. Like, don't go outside, like, severe sunblock or a, a level of body hair described with the Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum body hair. But um, I remember seeing it again, not recently, but in, like, in recent years. Pierce Brosnan's in it, and he's set up to be like sort of. He, yeah, he's the, he, he's the one who like mm. chats up Sally Field and wants to be with her, and like he's like, oh, boo, Pierce Brosnan, he's taking his kids away from him. You look at it, he, he does literally nothing wrong in the entire film. <laughs> he's a, it's a suave, handsome man, very successful, who likes Sally Field and thinks her kids are great. So he wants to be like, yeah, he wants to get to know them and be friendly with them. He invites them up to his private pool club and stuff. So they have swimming and things, and he's playing in the water. Takes him to the restaurant. I know for all his terms, he throws fruit at him, like points him. <laughs> I mean, he's the good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's jealous. Of course he is. <laughs> he's a woefully inadequate man, and he's a psychopath. <laughs> One last thing on uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. We had two video shops where we were growing yes, up. We had the long term one called Valley Video, and they had the, the weakest selection of videotapes. Uh, you're ever likely to encounter, yes. really. And then we had the other video shop, uh, which was called Pandora. Pandora's, yes. Oh, Pandora's box, Pandora's, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Which had an arcade upstairs, which was a big deal back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The X-Men arcade there for a while. Yeah, and the Turtles. Well, yes, that's right. Yeah. The, to my mind, the best arcade game before and after. The... So that was a very exciting place. And I yeah. remember uh, I was in there picking videos with my mother, and... Um, my mother turned around and bumped into someone, said sorry. And it wasn't someone, it was a car, but cut out of Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> well, I'd like to say sorry nonetheless. She did say sorry. So respect uh, yeah. the, the whole. But the, the, the yes. deceased Robin Williams. Yes. He wasn't deceased then, though. No, but she knew. <laughs> what, she knew he would die one day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, the other video shop you mentioned, Valley Video. Yeah. For all my childhood, they used to call that shop Huff and Puffs. No, no, Huff and Puffs is the newsagent. Are you sure? Yeah, absolutely. 
There we go. I thought that was the video shop. No, no. Ah, okay. So, so there's New Zealand called Huff and Puffs listeners who uh, was called up because it was run by two homosexual gentlemen uh, who I mean, Huff and Puff on each other's penises, I guess. Which, uh, I'm not a gay man, but I didn't do it wrong. <laughs> I don't think, I think, I don't think blow is actually a part of the process. No. If anything, it's the opposite. The, yeah, trust and receive is. <laughs> <laughs> insert and extract <laughs> that's not a good name for a shop uh, Christ so uh, what are we going to give <laughs> so this is our final musical uh, we actually can't um, rate really because the concept I can, I'll give it a tentative two because it might be something there but I think there's too much against it yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I quite like the sound of this musical. I think um, I'm not a big fan of musicals. I like one musical, Adam's Family, the musical. <laughs> many times, yes. Um, and I think I might add this to my list. If Les Dennis could be in it in some capacity, then okay. it's a sure fire hit. <laughs> so I'm going to give it tentative for. Okay. Hmm. Does that apply to anything else? So, like, is it your rule of thumb? If Les Dennis is in it, we'll watch it. That's right, yeah. Yeah. So, of course, we know uh, Les Dennis, I first encountered him in the um, Russ Abbott's comedy show. That's right. Yes, and of course, Russ Abbott. We sang this lovely song. Take it away, Russ. Welcome back, friends. Welcome back. Uh, so, we're in London, yeah, and uh, we went to the shop. I might have mentioned this earlier, I can't remember now. Yeah, you definitely did. Uh, what I got you to know if I was busy, and these are called uh, Ginny's Famous Chili Lemon Coriander Cashew Nuts. That's 20 flavours. Pick two. Well, there's three flavours listed there. Mm. Four if you count Ginny herself. <laughs> Valid, valid. I tasted them, Dean. Yeah. There was a little bit of a hint earlier on about what they taste like, but I'm going to pop one in now and chuck a bag over to you and you tell me what you taste like. Okay. Here they come. Okay, listen, I am uh, about to consume some uh, Ginny's famous chili lemon coriander cashew nuts. Too many adjectives? Too many adjectives. Too many adjectives. I find that when there's too many adjectives, uh, it's sort of like a of Cop out to make things more expensive. Yes, it's like when you have like salt vinegar crisps, those are fine. But uh, um, Malaysian sea salt and uh, Devonshire cider vinegar crisps, so those are expensive. Yeah, same thing. Just yeah. uh, okay. Are they um, nut? Sad beef and fat onion. <laughs> <laughs> the episode title. <laughs> um, yeah, I had one. It just tastes like a cashew with a slightly weird aftertaste. Maybe it's my palate then, but oh, I'm getting the. I'm so suing. Mm. Oh, oh no. 
Here's eggy, isn't it? It is. It's an overpowering taste of egg. Egg should be part of the equation. No. No, no egg is involved in this. No. It's one of those things where they combine so many disparate separate flavours which don't normally go together. Mm. And your brain's gone, I gotta make sense of this, so um egg? Egg. <laughs> normally it's chicken, but obviously it's a pure vegetarian stuff, so egg is one of those um smells and tastes uh that normally signal poison. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, I've done absolutely no research into that, or I can assure you it is a But we actually said it earlier on. There was a time when we were teenagers, and you had a pint of double diamond in a um, double diamond ale yes. lager in a, the, cl- the, the, the the social club near our school for a party we were at. And you said, oh, double diamond, I haven't seen that for years. Your dad said, oh, it's discontinued. And um, you tried it. And... Uh, Presumably, it was a it was a battle from when it was discontinued because it was it stunk of eggs. Yes, it was like it had been uh, brewed in hell itself, or a <laughs> yeah. chicken hell. Yeah. <laughs> Very strong eggs heat yeah. to it. Double sulfur. Yeah, really grim. Yeah. So we're currently sat in a flat in Camden. This is a nice flat. Um, more beds than we need. <laughs> the Owner has set up a lot of um, sofa beds, pull-ups, temporary beds, and uh, one bedroom with double bed. So, only two of us. It's fine. It's a lovely place. But I turned up uh, here first, uh, day before recording, and the owner of the flat was actually here. I, I turned up right down to the point where we started checking from 4 p.m. I was here at 4 p.m. on the dock. But he's here, checking the place out. Um, now, I get the impression he... He's only just started doing this and really wants good feedback. Because uh, cause I just turned up, he was like very, very apologetic for him being here in a property that he owns. But, uh, fine. <laughs> Please calm down. There's no need to apologize. But he insisted to show me everything about the place. So, like, there's the, this is the way the Wi Fi is. Here's the bathroom. Here's the cupboards where you can find all the different um, towels and linen. And um, here's where the toilet rollers and the kitchen towel. And here's. Here's bread I bought for you. It is milk. Like really specifically going through all the things you provided. Like he said, that's all yours. You could have that. That's entirely yours. <laughs> Thank you. And although I won't need this much bread, there's two of us for one night. <laughs> I am going to eat a full loaf of bread in one night. <laughs> you might quack quack. Can't rule out. But um, so look, the garden's here. Like I, I was going to put chairs out for you to sit down. He said I was going to put five chairs out, but I didn't have a chance. <laughs> You know, just me staying here. What? <laughs> 25 chairs. But he was very, very, you know. And then he showed us the shell about the garden and said, This used to be my office. I used to work here. And my wife's taking it over. Look, now we, do, now we just drag linen in it. So there's some the towels and sheets drying in there. And, okay. He said, You can use it if you want. But, but it, no, but it, you're welcome to. But I, I don't need to dry some of that linen. You like, always need that little bit of blaming the wife for something. As soon as you turn up at a retrotropsy, don't you? Like, yeah. We all need to know that the woman is to blame. <laughs> there was a strong vibe of that. Um, but my favourite part was <laughs> the garden we have here. There's the, a sort of floor-level sink, which is like sort of an outdoor cleaning thing. I got one in my own house. And uh, he said, and uh, that, that as well, you can use that. You can... You can have some water if you want. <laughs> okay, if I need to drink from the floor like a dog, I will. Thank you very much. <laughs> it was like, like, thank you, but I probably won't. <laughs> there's a sink 
kitchen sink with a tap like literally three feet away. I'll just I'll use that probably. Thank you for the offer, but uh, it seems unnecessary. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, I will be eating at Wendy's tonight. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, the need uh, hose down my ass in the morning. I will take people up on this offer. Yeah. It's not going to be any worse than the Wendy toilets. <laughs> it can't be. Oh, oh Christ. <laughs> oh, so what are we going to give these nuts? <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to give them one because I think they've tried to put too much on Try to pile too much on, and therefore they've ruined it. They taste like they do taste like cashews, so I'll give them one point for being cashewy, cashewish. Yeah, yeah, they haven't absolutely uh, destroyed the taste of the base product. Yeah, so like it's still, it's still sort of a mild coating on mm-hmm. them, but yeah, the, when you combine some of disparate things and they become eggy, yeah, that's wrong, right? Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. so. I think I agree with you. I think it's. I'm going to give it no point five. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't just dis- I don't dispute that. Egg is uh, animal based. Yeah, nuts, cashew nut in particular, more so than any other nut, plant based. Yeah, yeah, like cashew butter and stuff. Don't you? But, um... No, I was going to do it. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mister. Oh, good friends. Hey, Dean's got a computer right in front of him. Right I do, I do. Are we doing the favourite section? Yeah, Wikipedia, random Wikipedia article. Okay, okay, so, random article. Three, two, one. Matrix method. The matrix method is a structural analysis method used as a fundamental principle in applications in civil engineering. The method is carried out using either a stiffness matrix or a flexibility matrix. Now, I think civil engineering is useful, actually. I would not dispute that at all. Yeah. There's um, a lot of stuff where I think is just like people just wasting their time. But like, I do like a nice bridge and things. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, all right, civil engineers, you won this argument. They have, they have. Um, in terms of this article, those two lines I just read to you are it. Oh, Christ. Well... Obvious first question then, Dean. Have you seen the latest Matrix film? I have not. Actually, we had a WhatsApp chat about this recently with a friend of ours, and apart from the time where it came out, and I saw some people mention it, that's the first I've thought about it in, like, what, two years? I will always been. Yeah, it's got to be about that now, yeah. 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 It starts off good, and then it goes bad. It starts off um, with... Uh, a nice idea, and then it just devolves into just fighting. No, it's not like yeah. it's it's a bit like they didn't have the the guts to carry on with what they wanted to do originally. Here's the thing: since the original Matrix trilogy, um, or most people say the original Matrix film, because there was no sequel, yeah, that's right. <laughs> according to the diehard fans, Keanu Reeves has since progressed. Now he's on a more contemporary uh, iconic role with John Wick. John Wick, yeah. Now. It looked to me like this character in this fourth Matrix film looked a lot like John Wick. And I'm assuming that wasn't a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence. It's because um, they're played by the same actor. Right. <laughs> but... what, uh, what they've done is uh, not use extensive camera trickery and makeup to make them look different. Right. 
All right, fine. He's basically this guy, and he's called Keanu Reeves, and he looks like a real life believer. Right. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. And see it on that point. <laughs> I can see. What a daft thing to I say. I can see that Keanu Reeves looks like Keanu Reeves. He does. He does. Right <laughs> down. Straight. Where do you point it at? It's obvious, like you know. I'll let you have that. Keanu Reeves does indeed resemble himself. <laughs> but uh, but you've got a point. This hat was not about the Matrix films. No. About... Matrix method, yeah. which is a civil engineering structural analysis method, uses a fundamental principle in many applications of civil engineering. Method carried out using either stiffness matrix or flexibility matrix. Which, once again, I just read the entire article. <laughs> Keanu Reeves doesn't feature once. John Wick, or not John Wick, he does not feature. If you ever uh, come up with your own stiffness method. <laughs> Go on. How's it come about that? I mean, ah. <laughs> Question basis of what are we measuring? The whole stiffness of what? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll stay clear of the obvious. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah, course. so like I, I want to think uh, full rigor mortis. How would you um, uh, enact well, that upon your person? Well, obviously, I have dealt with rigor mortis in various yeah, different yeah. Uh, uh, career based things. It's, it's a weird thing to, med- to, to measure because in order to measure how stiff something is, you need to know how stiff it wasn't before it started getting stiff. So, like, if it's, like, if it's the human body, let's assume maximum pliability, totally sort of flexible, total, like, you know, total t- connective tissue defect level of flexibility, which is, uh, you know, a lot. So, that would be, like, a, a one. And then rigor mortis is, be like a full rigor mortis is a ten. It's totally immovable, immovable and stuff. Yeah. But it's the bits in between. Like, how do you, like, well, is this a four or five? Is this a, I mean, for a podcast, it's always, like, Besides arbitrary numbers and things, you think it would be easy, but uh, this this would be a more serious thing, I think. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. very serious. Absolutely. If you want to pick something that would go stiff um, and would not go soft ever again, cool. Um, you know, this is the worst thing that, based on our previous Wendy discussion, I wonder if like implying this on the Bristol stool scale would be worth <laughs> because. As you know, I, you know, conservation is a bad thing, but I think firm stools are always better than loose stools. I go the other way. I, yes, yes, I, I do enjoy a fast and loose experience. I have to say, <laughs> I find there's less stream of involved afterwards. To be honest, oh, God. I mean, it just explodes everything. This is disgusting talk. <laughs> I was thinking about things like, you know, like uh, bridges and. Uh, what that's the thing, though. If things to do with civil engineering. Yeah, but I think it's one of those things of, um, like, you see a few sort of posts on Facebook, we said, from the older generation. So back in my day, cars were built to last, and they were firm and solid and yielding. But they were fatal. Like, like yeah. the lack of uh, flexibility made them deadly, because if we hit something, there's no give in it. So, you know, it's a very weird thing to, like, like a bridge. A firm bridge would be great, but suspension bridges are better because they... Look, they they mapped the weather and stuff, so you don't want a totally inflexible bridge, because then they shatter. It is a thing that um, products are created now with a uh, limited lifespan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They... Well, that's capitalism rather than uh, yeah, for anything to do with yeah. being better in your day. Because yeah, totally. even the things that they had as their day were shite. <laughs> yeah. 
It's all the old road in the glasses, the nostalgia thing. Maybe yeah. back in my day, everything was awful. You hated it, and you know you did. Yeah, exactly. That's why you like this now. Yeah, like I, you took one of my books I'm doing recently, and that um, whatever I was up at least so many parents were like, um, "Oh, you don't want to get the school bus?" Back in my day, I had to walk three miles in the <laughs> snow to school and back every day. We didn't complain. A, bet you did. <laughs> and yeah. B, recently. There was a time in our school, uh, our school career, when it, our time in school, where the buses obviously were a bit of an expense. They said, we're not going to have buses to Flangino anymore uh, because it's too expensive. We're going to cut some costs. It was two miles from the school. And it was absolute uproar from the parents. Yeah. Like, these parents would say, like, we used to walk 27 miles in the snow every day. My kid can't walk two miles. Let's go on. <laughs> Pick a lane, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what's good for the ghost and not good for the gander, apparently. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, there's a, a lot of inconsistency there. <laughs> I've never met a goose, <laughs> yeah, loads. I live next to Rope Lake, they actually harass us constantly. <laughs> the geese are on Rope Lake, and I think elsewhere, they they live on a massive expanse of open, fresh water, yeah, but. They regularly will leave from fresh water and walk into the middle of a busy road and drink from a puddle. <laughs> so I think they're as smart as animals, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. Oh, they, these goose, they, they deserve what they get, then, don't they? <laughs> exactly. You, you've got to say that. Oh, give me another fact for civil engineering, Dean. Take me on the blue link. Take uh, me on the blue link, Dean. I want a, a gentle article with blue link. Uh, <laughs> see also direct stiffness method? <laughs> yes. I like to see the direct stiffness method. That's uh, so exactly what I'm looking for yeah. in London. Direct stiffness method. It's oh, it's a lot of equations. I know, we know you hate maths. So no, you. I don't hate maths. maths. I, 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 I just, yeah. I've just got their number. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of numbers. Yeah. As one of the methods of structural analysis, the direct stiffness method, also known as matrix stiffness method, is particularly suited to computer automated analysis of complex structures in the statistically indeterminate type. Matrix method that makes use of the member stiffness relation. Sorry. For computed member forces. Sorry. And displacements in structures. No, close enough. The direct stiffness method is the most common implementation of the finite element method. At the end. In applying the method, the system must be modeled as a set of simpler idealized elements interconnected to the nodes. <laughs> <laughs> you were literally reading the most boring centers and playing your own humor in it. Just the nodes. And I played like that. Like that guy from The Simpsons. No. <laughs> material stiffness properties elements are then the matrix mathematics compiled into a single matrix equation. Uh, anyway, that's what it is. <laughs> it's... Oh, it's horrific. <laughs> It's going to be one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Absolute. And powerful. My, my efforts to make it easy. I clearly aren't helping much. No, he's just saying no words. Uh, oh, God. What are you this article, Simon? No, we're going to give this article zero. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. I'll give it a one because it seems to uh, refer to other things that aren't legit. But uh, first thing you see, the flag up warning. This article does not cite any sources. So yeah, so something. Uh, but is it is it worse 
that this article would just be a boring, boring summary of a certain property surrendering or someone made it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make it up. Still, I mean, even more boring than that. <laughs> the most boring man in Loughborough yeah. has, has put this on. Side bits of the back. They're coming to get us. <laughs> you don't belong here, you guys. Yeah, fair. Fair. Can't argue. Yeah, he's pulling the cord from his ceiling. <laughs> he's like, I can smell eggs. <laughs> eggs don't belong in there. <laughs> and that's how we end up in jail in London. Eggs. <laughs>